0: Up our hands, we are here in his presence, lifting up our hands and our voices and our hearts to the one who has created us. Father, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we look to the Lord in prayer. Father, indeed, this is a wonderful day. It's uh, we thank you, Lord, that for life, we thank thee for your manifold blessing. You have blessed us with all things pertaining to life and godliness. Truly, O God, the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world, and all that are daring. So, God, we lift up our hands to you. We lift up our hands to you, recognizing, O God, every good and perfect gift from the Lord so we ask for your leading for your direction Zechariah 4 6 tells us as we're reminded it's not by might nor by power but it's truly by your spirit so take full control of the service anoint and lead use the worship team the musicians I pray God your minister and servant everyone O Lord in this house those are on the way those who are watching by the World Wide Web. We are trusting you for healing. We are trusting you for uh, restoration. We are trusting you, oh Lord, for divine help. So in Jesus' name, with thanksgiving, let God's people say, amen. Let's uh, turn over to the worship team. Praise Praise
1: the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's Mother's Day, guys. Happy Mother's Day. To all the mothers and those that serve in that capacity, right? Because some people aren't mothers, but they have to mother. Amen. So I believe that teachers that are not biological, biological mothers, but have students in their care, Amen. right? They have to do some type of mothering. We bless God today. Can I get a wave offering? Can I get a wave? Yes. Hallelujah. The song says, here we are, here we come. We want him to receive our worship this morning. Please feel free to worship with us. The Lord is good. Peace. For the Lord is good. I was sharing with First Service that my friend texted me on Friday and she said she was at the barber shop with her five year old. And there were some kids in there that were just cutting up. And their parents were there watching them cut up. And she said that her barber. Looked at her and said, well, why is your five-year-old so well-behaved? And she was like, well, back in my day, you cutting up like that. You know what my mama would have did? <laughs> it didn't even take a thump. She just got to look at you. <laughs> oh, I see so many people shaking their heads, so you know. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you grateful for your mama? Are you thankful for your mother? See, because what our mothers gave to us, we can now pass on to our children. Right? God is our help. God is our strength. To all the moms today, he is your strength. He's your help. You can look to him for anything. He's the God that is well able. He has all the answers. And he has all the power. And we want to look to him this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise your God. Oh, God, we bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Yes. Give me vision. Oh, to see things like you do, God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from, give me wisdom, you know just what to do, yeah. say God you are holy, God you are faithful, God you are righteous, God you are excellent, you are perfect, worthy is the live.
2: Whoa.
0: let's never forget that God is a holy God why don't you take your seat you have been standing for a while as we bow our heads and close our eyes as we quiet our hearts he is a holy God and the Bible tells us follow peace with all men and holiness without which none shall see the Lord with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this is a moment where we recognize and are reminded that god is a holy god the bible tells us he who covers his sin shall not prosper but whoever confesses and turns away from that sin the lord has promised to show mercy so let's come to the everlasting god the holy god the god who is ever present the god who is our helper the god is who is our son and shield who says, I'll give grace and glory, and no good thing will he uphold from those who walk uprightly. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We ask you to forgive us and cleanse us and wash us. We are reminded this morning that you are a holy God. We confess and turn away from every sinner. Lord, we ask for your help. Lord, we pray for that bondages will be broken. You have not given us a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. Indeed, what a a privilege we have to call you Father. So we pray, God, for, Lord, for your intervention in the lives of every person here today. All of us are needy. All of us have issues. So we come to you. You are our helper. So we ask, oh, Lord, for your intervention. As the psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help come from the Lord who has made the heaven and the earth. Intervene, oh God, and touch someone, no doubt, is discouraged. Someone is sick. Someone who is watching by the World Wide Web. This today, oh God, needs a healing touch. Needs, Lord, to return to you from the backslidings. We pray for restoration and healing and help. Oh God, that that person would be encouraged today. We pray for mothers everywhere, those in our midst, those who are watching, Lord, by the World Wide Web now, we pray for that they would be encouraged, they would be strengthened. Lord, they'll be hopeful. You meet every need, oh God. I pray, Father, you, hallelujah, supply and be their friend. And oh God, when they call upon you, they'll always be reminded that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You said a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. We pray for our mothers today, for the women of our church, the young women, the brothers and the sisters, every one of us, may we fear you. We pray for your favor. We pray for faithfulness today, O God, in the house of the Lord. Lord, we ask for your continued presence and blessing an anointing upon your servant who would bring forth your word. We ask for, Lord, that you would use him, O God, as hearts are touched. There will be conviction and conversion and commitment to you in this house today, O Lord. So we ask for your blessings as we acknowledge your presence with us, knowing that where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. This is a special Sunday. It's a special day and every day is special for us but we want to welcome and honor and celebrate our mothers in our midst today. So could we put our hands for all the mothers in our house today? If that mother is next to you, hallelujah. Just give her a shake and a great smile. Hallelujah. And it says it's good to have you sitting next to me today. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we want to, as we continue in worship today, uh, we want to invite Brother Chris. He's going to come at this time with the scripture reading. Uh, Please come. Let's welcome Brother Chris Ledford as he shares with us from God's word.
3: Thank you. Good morning turn your bibles to 2 kings chapter 4 we're going to start at verse 8 and read to verse read into verse 37 say amen when you found it okay Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall, and let us put, to be, put a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand, so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there, and he, he turned in the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, Come, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell she answered, I dwell among my own people. She said, So he said, What then is, is to be done here for you? What, what, is, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son, and her uh, husband is old. So he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, About this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon. And then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. Then she called to her called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men, one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither the Sabbath or the new moon. And she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey and and said to her servant, drive, go forward, do not slacken the pace, for me unless I tell you. And, and so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to this servant Gehazi, look at the Shunmai woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, it is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask, you of, did I ask a son of you, my lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be, bo- and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the, ch- of the child said, as the Lord lives, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child. He put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and stretched himself out on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and again forth in the house. And again went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. This is the reading of the, of the word.
0: Thank you, Brother Chris, for the word. Mother's love demonstrated to God be the glory. You know, I'm reminded of this young, I think he was nine or ten years old, and he said, Mom, I love you so much. When I grow up, I want to get you an electric stove, an electric opener, a can opener, and an electric knife, and last but not least, an electric chair. Well, you know what's an electric chair? I think that was a mistake. <laughs> Everything electric, but we thank God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We thank God for mothers. How many of us appreciate our mothers and our meds here today? Amen. Thank God for mothers, for godly mothers. We want to remind you of some of our upcoming events. You have received your um, brochure just to remind you as we continue our 50 days of trans transformation. Some of you uh, in a group, and we have been getting good reports. Thank God, continue to attend and participate um, in these meetings. Please remember, there's the seventy times seven a Jamaican gospel movie right here. The last Friday of this month, it's May the twenty-second at seven p.m. and uh, admissions ten dollars pre-sold. And if you want to make an additional contribution, you can pay at the door for fifteen dollars. Uh, This Thursday, it's this Friday, actually, is our third Friday night of the month. Am I correct? Have you been checking? Have you been taking note of it? What happens on the third Friday night here? What's that? Let me hear. Prayer. All right. Should we be in prayer meeting? Is prayer meeting only for the leaders? Is prayer meeting only for a selected few? Well, hear what Luke 18:1 says, men and that includes women also, men ought always to pray and not to and not to faint. So I want to challenge you if you have never attended one of these prayer meetings, come on, we need to pray. we need to pray, watch and pray lest he enter into temptation. I want to challenge you, let's have this place packed out. That's, it's possible to have this uh, this uh, sanctuary all filled because we have a mind and a heart to pray. All right, please tell the person next to you, you need to be in prayer meeting on Friday. All right, Friday, it's only two hours. We start, we are taking time just to remind you and to encourage you. We start at what time? Eight o'clock. That's enough time when you got home, you had your dinner, you took a shower, and you can come and be refreshed in the presence of the Lord from 8 to 10 o'clock. All right, let's say that you can't make it for 8. Is it possible, Pastor, for you to come here at 9 o'clock? If it's, is it possible? Is it okay? It's all right. All right, so I want to challenge you to be a part of the prayer meeting. Please pay attention to the up, other upcoming events as we, as we continue to pray and support the Lord's work. Well, we want to get ready to make some uh, presentations. And those of you who are on the program, you know who you are. We'll first have a presentation from behalf of the Men's Ministry by Brother Chris Ledford again, then followed by Dr. She-Ann Wei and Shona Thomas, as they make a presentation on behalf of the Women's Ministry. So please be in line, be ready to make that presentation.
3: Thank you. Good morning again. What a, a privilege and honour to celebrate Mother's Day and definitely to celebrate the mother of mothers. Sister Frances, what what, what can I say? <laughs> you have been so just so so helpful in, in everyone's life. The young people, the elders, the men, the women, the children, the boys, words cannot begin, words cannot, I'm stumbling, you see, <laughs> words cannot express, thank you, words cannot express what you mean to the church and what you mean to me. One thing I really love about you is your love for photography. They say pictures, pictures, <laughs> they say Pictures speak um, a thousand words, and you love photography. You capture moments through, through the pictures you take. I know you still have a picture of me when I have ice cream all over my face when I was young. So thank you for that. You have been a mother to those who, have, um, who don't have mothers, who have never received a hug, have never been cared for, and I know God has been using you to heal a lot of hearts, to direct a lot of people. So I just want to say on behalf of the men's ministry, thank you.
4: There's no one to do it, so we do it ourselves. Right, Chris? Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: All right. Praise the Lord. Well, yes, there you are. Come right up.
4: Good morning, everyone. And happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. All right, good. <laughs> Before I continue, we have a special presentation for a very special mother, the mother in our church. And can we play the video presentation, please? Dear Sister Frances, I don't know where to start. It's Mother's Day today and so much is on my heart. I could tell you how much I admire the way you fearlessly serve the Lord with dedication to your ministry, using the Bible as your only sword. I could tell you I love your passion when you stand up and preach the word, bringing God's holy presence wherever your voice is heard. I could tell you I love your style from the head wraps to the heels, or more importantly, the elegance that your style of dress reveals. I could talk about your qualities, like the skill you have to lead inspiring those around you through your actions and your deeds. I could tell you how much I respect how you play your role as a wife and lover, standing by and respecting your husband, but I'm sure pastors got that covered. I could tell you I love your ambition, your intellect, your vision. When you start something, oh, you finish it, and I call that dedication to the mission. I could talk about your kindness, your passion for the youth, You never spare the rod, but you do always speak the truth. Instead, I'll say Happy Mother's Day and thank you for all of the above. You're a wonderful mother to your children and to everyone you love. You may think your labor is unnoticed like every mother does, but we can never ignore all that you do, a spiritual mother to each and every one of us. Happy Mother's Day, Sister Frances.
5: Mr. Francis, or as I call her when I really want something, Mommy Francis. They do. Um, I just have some words um, for you. I had to write them down. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to say, on behalf of the woman, the young woman and the girls of our church, whom you have mothered spiritually with grace, compassion, dedication, and love, we present to you these gifts to just say thank you for being a true model of Titus 2, verses 3
2: through
5: 5. You, <laughs> you have diligently sown seeds into our lives as God has led you, and indeed, Sister Francis, and indeed, Sister Francis, you have produced a fruitful harvest. Um, so we love and appreciate you more than we could ever express. And today we rise up and we call you blessed. May God bless you in abundance and reward your faithfulness. A very happy Mother's Day to you.
4: I just want to say thank you to the girls, the youth, the women, the men We love you all. They're my heart. They're the next generation, and we have to love them. And I just want to bless all the moms today. Thank you so much. God bless you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, we want to get ready to have uh, this time a special item from the Living Word Open Bible Children's Choir. Let's uh, make them welcome.
3: I can crash through a wall with just one blast. I bet your mom can't do that. Can she lift a
5: bus? No, but she can ride on one with 30 crazy screaming kids like us.
3: Whoa. I don't
2: need a
5: superhero, cause
3: I got my mom. She
2: takes care of everything.
3: Can she stop a bomb? From God, from God, I got
2: my mom from God.
4: I am a superhero, I can see for miles. Fly over buildings with grace and style. I bet your mom can't do that. Can't see see through life.
1: No, but my mom has eyes on the back of her head. Impressive. i need
2: a superhero I got my mom. She takes care of everything.
4: Does she wear a cape?
2: No, but she meant project.
1: can get real bad. I know this happens to your mom, does she turn green like me?
2: No, but my mom turns red and counts to three.
5: One, two,
2: three! I don't need a superhero, cause I got my mom. She takes care of
1: everything. Can she help fight crime? Oh
0: my twin brother. But this has to be a special occasion to have the super trios with us. Guess what? Captain America, we have humongous Happy Hulk. Alright? And we have Superman all here for super Moms. Put your hands together for all of them. Thank you. Amen. Thank you all very much. Thank you, kids. Thank you for those who walk with them. Thank you, musicians. Bless the name of the Lord. Well, we thank God uh, uh, for his presence with us, and we are going to ri- invite our pastor to come right now. We are going to, we have to share some gifts. How many of you love to receive gifts? All right, this is time for to receive some gifts. Amen. Praise God. And today, what
6: we're doing is that we're giving every lady a gift. And uh, you'll get an understanding of what that is, why we're doing that. And then we're going to have some special gifts of mom. But we're going to make sure every lady has a gift today. And so while they are going to be playing for us, the washers are going to be helping us coming from the back. We're going to have the ladies coming up and get a gift. So young men, come a little bit closer. Uh, so, sort of, so they'll come to get, they'll, they'll catch you from the middle right there. That's good. All right. So all the ladies today, we want to give you a gift. We wish you a happy Mother's Day. And we know some, some of you have mothered other children. You may not have mothered your own, but you've mothered other children as well. And so we want to wish every lady a happy Mother's Day today. And then we're going to have some special gifts for moms themselves. So starting from the rear, will they come as we sing? Make them a blessing out of their lives. May Jesus shine.
7: Make them a blessing. Make them a blessing. Amen.
6: In a little while, we're going to do a special thing for mothers themselves. Every mom should have had a ticket. You should have taken, gotten a ticket. If you didn't get a ticket as a mother when you came in, you want to raise your hand, and the usher's going to make sure that you have a ticket so you can put in this bowl. So we're a special drawing for mothers. So the next item we have is the LWSV Dance Team. We'll put them, put their hands together. Welcome them as they come at this time.
0: help me just open up your mouth and glorify God if he's done anything for you
6: God tonight listening to me on this record I don't know what it is you're going through but God said you can get your breakthrough
7: tonight look at somebody say I'm going to get my breakthrough tonight
0: right now turn around behind you and say I'm going to get an instantaneous breakthrough now you've been praying and seeking
6: God and fasting and, but when you ask God do you really have faith that he can do it
7: Do you serve a God that is able? Do you serve a God that is strong and mighty? Well, if you do, can I tell you how to get your
6: breakthrough? Say, Kirk, how can I get my breakthrough right now? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been through.
0: This is how you can get it tonight.
6: Hand. <music> Hallelujah! Thank you, thank you, thank you, dance team. We appreciate all that they do. They were eight o'clock service and they waited around. They've been around for uh, until now as well. So we give God thanks for them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we have some moms, Uh, Reverend Rampasad, will you come and I want him to, every mom had a ticket, and so we want to give you a special prize. And so two moms are gonna get some special prizes today. And uh, on behalf of the men, and Reverend Rampasad is the leader of the men, and so he's gonna be doing the drawing, and uh, he'll tell you two ladies are going shopping today.
0: Okay, shopper number one four, two, eight, one, one, five.
6: (laughs) All right, come on up. We're sending you shopping. And you got a gift card so you can go shopping. And, uh, we'll check your ticket. to Make sure we have the right person. Then we're gonna say, congratulations. Happy Mother's Day. gonna give you this.
0: <laughs> okay, she got you. Alright. Okay, well second shopper is four two eight. One of those threes. One two three if you don't if you're not bilingual as we <laughs> okay that number is four.
6: Two eight one two three. All right. Well, well, you're going shopping. <laughs> here over here. Let's get your ticket. And he does. Congratulations. Happy. No, don't come on, get you get your gift first. <laughs> Keep you wanna give you the bike, isn't that so? Alright, happy one. God bless. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. All right, Reverend Ramoset, you're back.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord here today. Amen. Well, we have given, God has given to us, but we want to give in return. Amen. For it is more blessed to give than to receive. While the ushers get ready to receive, The tithes and offering. I did not do it earlier. Some of you came in late, a little later. So we want to recognize the first time guests in our midst. You are here for the very first time. We do not want you to speak, to solicit anything from you. All we are asking for you to please stand so that we can recognize you and give you a warm, living word open Bible church. Okay, there's a sister to my right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Anyone again? Okay. A sister to my right at the far back. Amen. Could we put our hands together again for them? Thank you for taking the time off to to worship with us. There's another sister to my left. Thank you for coming. You'll receive a connection card, a welcome packet. Uh, Please take a moment to fill it out uh, completely Um, and then Fill it out completely, of course, and place it in the offering bucket as it passes or by later on in the service. On the reverse side, you can place your prayer requests and again, tear it along the perforated line, place it in the offering bucket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anyone visiting with us for the second time? For the second time, you are back with us. There is a sister. Uh, Thank you for coming again. We appreciate it. God richly. Bless you. We want to bow our heads and close our eyes as we look to the Lord and pray as we ask Deacon Hamilton to lead us out in prayer. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for being here today with us. We thank you for blessing everyone, especially the mothers. Father, we pray that you'll bless this offering. Bless it to your honor and to your glory. multiplied it to your service. In Jesus' name we say thanks, amen. Musical rendition. Praise the Lord. Well, at this time, yes, it's all right to put your hands together for them. At this time, we are getting ready to receive the word of the Lord, and please help me again to appreciate our senior pastor, Reverend Carl Francis, as he comes at this time. Well, praise
6: God. God is good in all the time. Amen. Want to wish all the moms again and everyone a blessed. Mother's Day to you all. Praise God. We have a young man up in the box that's celebrating his birthday today, Brandon. So let's wish Brandon a happy birthday. Uh, He's doing a great job up there. He's 14 years old, an honor student, doing well in school. So we congratulate him. Amen? Amen. You know, there was uh, three sons that left home and uh, they went on their own. And they, they actually prospered. They did very well financially. And they wanted to uh, do something special for their mom and Mother's Day. So they got together and were discussing what they, were, what they had, some had bought already and what some had, uh, was going to get. The first one says, you know what? Mom has been so good to us, so here's what I did. I built her a brand new big home. Well, the second one said, well, you know, that's pretty good, but I'm a little bit ahead of you. Here's what I did. I bought mom a brand new Mercedes Benz, and I sent it with a chauffeur. Well, the other guy says, well, you know, you guys think you've done me. Not really. I've got you both beat. You know how mom enjoys the Bible? You know, she can't see well right now. But I sent her a brown parrot that I bought in order to recite the Bible for her. It took 20 months, 12 years, to teach that parrot the Bible. And I had to pledge $100,000 a year for the next 10 years. And so I know mom is going to enjoy it. So all she has to do is to name the chapter and the verse, and the parrot will recite it. Soon thereafter, the mother was sending out thank you notes to the sons. She says, Milton... She wrote the first son, the house you built me is so large. I live in only one room, but I have to clean the whole house. She said, Marvin, and she wrote the next son, I told you, I'm, I'm actually too old for travel. I stay home all the time. So I really never use a Mercedes, and the driver is very rude. Dearest Melvin, she wrote to the third son. You were the only son to have the good sense to know what your mother likes. That chicken was delicious. One million dollars. You've never bought a bird of that expense before. Amen. And so... You got to be careful to make sure when you send your gift to your mom, you send proper explanation and give good instructions so she knows what it is all about. You know, there's a young lady by the name of Wendy Jensen. She's a blogger. And she asked some very important questions. And then she made a statement. Here's what Wendy says Who is a mother? What makes a mother a mother? Does it only denote one who has a child? Or is it something more? Can a mother be someone who has no children? And as I think about Mother's Day, she says, and all its, it's entails, I think about those who may be sad or feel left out because they want children. But they do not yet have any due to infertility or other circumstances. She says, I think of many mothers with their children who feel they're not worthy of the normal accolades that usually accompany Mother's Day celebration because of their perceived inadequacies. She says, I also think of women who were not my birth mother, but who treated me with love, nurtured me, and helped me become who I am. Regardless of what category you fall under as a woman, might I suggest that you are a mother. And so this morning, to all mothers, mother likes figures who care and nurture, just like those mothers do, happy Mother's Day. You know, they ask mothers, a survey, what, who is a mother, they ask them. What does it mean to be a mother? I want to give you two responses of mothers this morning. A mother by the name of Lauren said, being a mother means being completely and totally overwhelmed in the possible way by love, joy, responsibility, and selflessness. Motherhood means sleepless nights, big belly laughs, caterpillars on the coffee table, finger painting in the kitchen, stub toes, and gap tooth grins. Motherhood has made, made life more colorful than I ever knew it could be. She said, being a mother means I have two little people who walk around with my heart and soul in the palms of their sweet, smudgy hands. Another mother by the name of Bobby says, to me, being a mother is the greatest job in the world. Helping my girls through all the things like life that life throws at them, while also lifting them up so they can reach for the stars and grab for one. That's what being a mother is all about. Always being there, the shoulder to cry on, the cheerleader to never give up, the one that gives the standing ovation and the familiar hand to hold. It was Abraham Lincoln who spoke and said, Behold, every great, behind every great man is a great mother. Napoleon said, Let France have great mothers and France will have great sons. The great evangelist Dwight L. Moody says, all I ever accomplished, I owe to my godly mother. And somebody said on the lighter side, they said, my mother taught me logic. If you fall off that swing and break your neck, don't come running to me. Somebody said, my mother taught me humor. When the lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Somebody says, my mother taught me genetics you're just like your father. Someone says my mother taught me anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. And someone says my mother taught me receiving. You are going to get it when we get home. Another person says my mother taught me religion. You had better pray that that stain comes out the carpet. Someone says my mother taught me stamina. You sit here and eat all your spinach until it is finished. Then someone says, my mother taught me the cycle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And then he said, my favorite. My mother taught me justice. One day you will have kids and I hope they turn out just like you. Today I want to talk to you about the journey of motherhood. Because motherhood is a journey. And I want to talk about that journey and the various stages of that journey. And where is your final destination. And I want to use a story that was read this morning in 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 37. The story about the Shumanite woman. And as we look at that journey this morning, I'd like us to look to the Lord in prayer and ask him to speak to all of us, but also especially to mothers. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that your words are life unto those that find them and literal medicine unto all flesh. May you speak to all of us today. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear from you. So we ask you that you administer as only you can. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way. Be glorified in this place today. And I submit to your authority in Jesus' name. And all God's people says, Amen. Amen. The first thing we see in this story, really, is that I want to be, the journey begins, the journey of motherhood begins with a desire for motherhood. A desire for motherhood. We saw that in the story when there was a tragedy that took place, and the, and the mother went to the man of God and she says, and when he was pronounced, he says, did I ask you, to, did I tell you not to build my hopes up? Because she had always had a desire to be a mother. You see, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that in a Jewish home, a son was very important. The birth of a son was critical. It is important to have children, but more important would be to have a son. Why? Well, the husband wanted the son to carry on his name and the legacy. And then the wife wanted a son to give evidence of her fruitful womb, and she wanted to please her husband. Maybe you'll remember Hannah, the story of Hannah who was barren. She was the second wife of Elkanah. And her first, Penina, the first wife, had several children. And Hannah couldn't have any children. And Hannah kept fretting and worrying and pleading. Because she wanted to have a child. And finally she made a deal with God. And she said, God, if you give me a son, I'm going to give him back to you. Lo and behold, she got pregnant. She got a son and she gave him back to God. And that's how we had our great prophet Samuel. And maybe you will remember Rachel. Rachel was Jacob's second, was was one of Jacob's wives. And she also could not have children at first. She also was barren. And Leah, the second wife, was producing up to four or five children at the time. And so she was concerned and she, was, she wanted to please her husband. And so she said she got so upset with him, she said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. And so there is a desire for motherhood. But then we also see, and I can imagine, imagine Elisha looked at the woman and he, he said to Gehazi, because he's up in that room that they had prepared for them. And every time he came, he went into that room that they had made specifically for him. They put a bed there, a lamp and a table and a chair so he could read his, his, the word of God and study the word and he was there. And this one day he came, he was lying on the bed and he thought, he said, you know, this lady has been so good to us. Call her for me, he says to his servant Gehazi. He called, she called, he, he called the the, the woman and she came and he says, what can I do for you? You've been good to me. You know, it's always a good thing to be grateful to people and to be kind. And, to, and so we are learning from this story, the whole matter of gratitude as well. And so she, he said, what can I do? Can I speak to the king for you? Or can I talk to the command of the army? And she said, I really don't need anything. Because we we learned in the story that they were well-to-do. And so he turned to his servant and he says, what do you think we can do for her? And the servant said, you know what? I noticed that the husband is old. They don't have a son. And they're very wealthy. Who are they going to leave the money to? And who are they going to leave the estate to? And so uh, uh, Elisha says to him, go back and call her. And so the woman comes and she's standing in the doorway. She's standing in the place that she made for the man of God because of her, because of her hospitality. And it is, you know, she, here she is standing in this place. And the man of God looks at her and says to her, by this time next year, you shall hold a son in your hand. I want you to notice something. The Bible says immediately after that, she got pregnant just as the man of God says. Now you can imagine the kind of delight that was in that home. Because she'd been expecting, she'd been wanting to have a child for a long time. Her husband was now old. Her biological clock was ticking away. And she was not sure she was going to have a child again. But God had given her a child. And so there is the delight of motherhood. There is the desire of motherhood. But after the, con- the the child is born, there is the delight in a home. A child brings so much joy to the home, and children are fascinating. They say some of the in, some of the most interesting things, and they cause laughter many times. There was this young boy that was sitting beside his mother in church, and they were singing, and he turned to his mother and says, "Mom, what is that lady singing next?" He says, she's singing alto. He says, no wonder it sounds so terrible. Because we are all singing joy to the world. <laughs> you know, kids are something else. And, and so, the two, this child must have brought a great delight in the home of the Shamanite woman. Because now, her husband will be pleased with her. There is a place, person to leave the estate to. And they were enjoying the time together. They were delightful to have this little boy in the home. But you know, the journey of motherhood does not only include delight. The journey of motherhood also includes distress. We saw the distress of motherhood. We saw that later when something tragic happened, her child, one and only child died. And when she went to the man of God, he said, she is in great distress. Now, you know, we're told that, you know, motherhood is a survey that says that 70% of American mothers says motherhood is a very stressful thing. It's it's very stressful to be a mother. And 96% of mothers believe today that they are more stressed than their mothers were. You see, that cute little child grows up. And become a teenager. And you know what happens when they get to middle school. And you know what happens when they get to that age. And we get into some some issues now. Some challenges that occur. And it can cause stress. And what we find is that at teenage age, there is what is called rebellion in adolescence. Carl E. uh, Prakert, in an article of Psychology Today, said this. He said there are two types of teenage rebellion that are very common. One is the rebellion of nonconformity. In other words, they don't want to conform with what is normal. You know there was a time when you were dressing a little boy and sometimes he had his pants all the way up here. But when he became a teenager, it's dropping off around the bottom. He doesn't want to conform anymore. And so they begin to rebel against... What is the norm? And so he says that's the first kind of rebellion. And then he said the second kind of rebellion is the rebellion of noncompliance. Where they are against adult authority. They come against adult authority. And the young person begins to assert their individuality and their independence. And because of that, it creates a tension in the home. You see, rebellion causes young people to rebel against their own self-interest. Rejecting childhood interests, activities, and relationships that often support self-esteem. It can cause them to engage in self-defeating and self-destructive behaviors, such as, uh, you know, drug habits. And, you know, today we are told, a survey tells us, that 7 out of 10 teenagers, between the, or young people, between the age of 18 and 25 have experienced marijuana. So we find that there is a rebelliousness that seems to come around the age where they are becoming a man or a woman. It causes them to experiment, we're told, with high risk things, things they would normally do, not normally do when they were children. It causes them to reject safe rules and restraints and letting their impulse overrule their judgment, sometimes being dangerous to their health. And so, what we're finding out is that. Motherhood has also a stressful time. There are mothers this morning that are maybe here, or mothers that I know, where the children have not been all that you want them to be. There are mothers where the children have uh, rebelled and run. some have run away from home. Some have done other things that are painful, that cause tremendous pain for the mother. But I want you to know that there is something you're going to learn from this mother that's going to help you if you're in that situation today. There is something that we are going to see in the journey of motherhood for this mother that will help you as a mother if you're in one of those situations that I'm talking about. You see, we, are, we, 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 we move to the scene where the little boy, maybe about four or five years old, goes out to the field to be with his father. And I can't imagine he's probably watching his father working and he's talking to him. And, and then all of a sudden he says, Daddy, my head, my head. And what does the father do? Does the father leave his work and take his son, picks him up and carry him home? What does he say? He calls on the servant and says what? Take him to his mother. You know, when children, uh, I know one of my sons, whenever he was healthy and fine, he would always want Daddy. But as soon as he gets sick, mommy, he's always looking for mother when he's sick. You know, and so, but here is the situation is that daddy doesn't know much about what to do. And so the, the father continues to work and he gets the servant, to takes the child to the mother. The mother takes the child and puts him in her lap and she's nursing the child. And, you know, she's just sitting there thinking, you know, in a little while the headache will go and maybe the child will be better. Then all of a sudden she noticed the child is not moving. Then she checks closer. The child is not breathing. The child dies in her hands. Now I want to tell you something. The average mother with a child that was healthy a few moments ago and dies in your hand would panic, would scream, would shout, would start crying. Would, 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 there were a million other reactions. Except for this mother. I want you to understand that this mother was so different because she did some things that are extraordinary that we can learn from. What we see next is this mother's determined dependence on God. She was a mother that really looked to God. When the child died, here's what this mother did she didn't panic, she didn't scream. She took the child and she didn't quietly, she took the child, she didn't put the child on the child's bed. She, took, she went upstairs to the room that they had made for the man of God and she put the child on the man of God's bed. She came back downstairs. She says, she looks at her, she shouts to her husband in the field and she says, can you send me one of the servants with a donkey? And he says to her, where are you going? And she says to him, I'm going to see the man of God. And he says, but why are you going today? It's not the time when we normally visit him. She says, it is well. Now you can imagine, she not even explained to the husband the child is dead. This woman has a confidence about something that we need to grasp today. And so she, she, she says nothing to the, to the husband. The husband sends the servant to her. The servant saddles the donkey. She jumps jumps up on the donkey and she says to the servant, don't slow down unless I tell you. And off they go to the man of God. And as they were going, the Bible tells us that the man of God saw her. And he saw her coming. And he sends his servant to ask her quickly. And he asked her three specific questions. He said to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your son? And you know what the woman says? It is well. Now I got to tell you, that's faith. That's confidence in God. That's really trust in God. She's still not crying. She's still not panicking. She's still not frantic. She's as calm as ever, and she's saying, in spite of what she just experienced, that is a determined faith, my friends. That's a faith that's unshakable. This woman really had confidence that God was going to do something supernatural. She didn't tell her husband. She didn't tell anybody else. She was about this, and when she got to the man of God, and he asked the question, she says, it is well. I want you today, if there are some mothers in this place, or if you're in a particular situation where you're going through a trial thing and you need to know, you need to speak the positive faith like that woman of God today, turn to somebody and tell them, it is well. Somebody needs to hear that for you today. It is well. You know, there's a, there's a young man by the name of Hudson Taylor when he was preparing to go to China for, as a missionary. He was going to the school of medicine for a year to study and his father says I'll pay your way and then the mission board says I'll pay your way so he had two offers two full scholarships if you want to call it you know what Hudson Taylor did he went to God in prayer and says what do I do here and he came out of the time of prayer and he says he wrote a letter to both his to both his father and the mission board and told them I'm I'm declining your offer so now he has no support To keep him in in medical school. And why does he do that? I want you to hear what he says. He says, I was simple in the hands of God. And that he knew my heart. If he wished to encourage me to go to China. He would bless my effort to depend on him alone at home. Hudson Taylor says, if I can't depend on God at home alone to help me. How am I going to depend on him when I'm away to provide for me as a missionary? And so he put himself in a place where he was totally dependent on God. You know, it's amazing today. I sit on the missions board of Open Bible and I know about a lot of missions board. And I got to tell you, missionaries are not sent out until they raise their entire support. And here is a man that's going to get support and he's turning it down because he wants to depend only on God, My friends, you want to hear what the Bible says in Psalm 62 and verse 5. It says, I depend on God alone. I put my hope in Him. Verse 6 says, He alone protects and saves me. He's my defender and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He's my strong protector. He's my shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell Him all your troubles for He is our refuge. Is He your refuge this morning? Are you depending on God today? Are you trusting God for the answer for your situation today? I want to tell you, you need to learn from this woman. She was determined to believe that God was going to come through for her. And she was so resolute that she didn't have another option. You know, this woman didn't have a plan B. She never had a plan B. Her sole focus was that God was going to do something for her child. And so... she didn't even tell him the dad about it. So here's what happened. When Elisha realized that something was wrong with the son, he took his staff. He gave it to his servant Gehazi. He says, go ahead and put this on the child's face. And don't stop to talk to anybody. And if anybody stops you, don't stop. Just keep going. Gehazi went and put the staff on the face of the child. Nothing happened. He came back, met the Elisha halfway and he said to him, you know what? The child has not awakened. So, what does woman do? You want to see her determination. She she jumps to the feet of the man of God and she says, you know what? I don't care the fact that you send Gehazi. I don't care if you even send your staff ahead. As the Lord live and as long as you're alive, I'm not leaving you. Let me tell you something. She knows where her source came from in the beginning. You remember it was him that said, One, you will have a child. And she believed that the same power that he was unable to activate to make her pregnant, she believed that he had the same power to activate, to bring her son alive. Can I tell you this morning? The same God that helped you yesterday is able to help you today and tomorrow. Can you give him praise, somebody? He is... And so you can have confidence in God. Resolute confidence that when God has made a way for you before, that no matter what you're in today, that same God has the power to make a way again for you today. And so you don't have to be worried or be fearful of where you are. And I want to talk to mothers who are going through difficult times. Maybe your children are not where they ought to be. Maybe things are not where you're supposed to be. And you're concerned and you're wondering, will things ever turn around? I got to tell you this morning, things can turn around when you believe in God, when you trust God. Because you're going to see, because of this woman's resolute faith, where nothing shook her faith, she was resolute about it. So here's what happened. She takes Elisha with her, and Elisha arrives at the home, and I can imagine he has several questions in his mind. You must understand that in the Jewish culture, when somebody dies, there are going to be neighbors coming over, and the mourning is going to start. Because they're going to bury the body very quickly. Well, when Elisha arrives, there are no mourners. When Elisha arrives, there is no father even there. He was asking, so where's the father? The father is still in the field, still working. You know why? The father is not even aware that the child is dead. This mother is handling the whole thing all alone by trusting God and believing God. She hasn't even told the dad what's going to happen, what's happened? And then Elisha is walking towards the child room. And they said, no, 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 no. His body's not in his room. So he says, where's the body? He's, on, he's upstairs on your bed. Elijah gets upstairs and he goes, and the child, the dead child is stretched across his bed. He goes into the room and he closes the door on the two of them. And the first thing he does, he kneels to pray. You know, I noticed that this time he didn't just speak. You see, my friends, there are some situations where you can just say, but there are some situations where you got to travail in prayer first. You've got to go to God before you make a move. You got to spend some time. And so Elisha, in this particular scene, was on his knees praying. And then after he got above his knees, the Bible says he did a very unusual thing. Something that we would think very strange. He went on top of the boy, hands to hands, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes. And he stretched out on the boy. And the Bible says the boy's body got a little warm. He got up off the boy's body. He began to pace and he's walking and pacing and praying in the room and believing and crying out to God. I believe the mother is downstairs at that time. I believe she's praying. I believe she's expecting something. She's listening out. She's anticipating because she has confidence that God is going to come through. And the next thing we know is that Elisha gets back up on the boy, stretches out his hand, Eyes to eyes, mouth to mouth, face to face. And the next thing that we are told is that the boy sneezes seven times and opens his eyes. What a miracle. He then, the little boy, sits up on the bed. Elisha opens the door, says to his servant, go call the Shamanite woman from downstairs. I can imagine she running up the stairs, hurrying, longing to see what has happened. She comes up. He says, come into the room. He brings her into the room. Now you got, well, remember this. I want you to watch the scene. He brings her into the room. Her, her, her little boy that was dead is sitting up on the bed. You know the first thing she does? You know the first instinct would, that would be in your mind to want to do? To run and hug the boy. Isn't that true? You know what she did? First thing she did was to go on the ground. And the Bible says she went knelt down and she actually bowed her face to the ground. And she began to thank God and to give him praise for what he has done. You see, this is a woman that has faith and understand. And the destination of your journey in motherhood is to take you to the place where you are now coming to the point Where you are worshiping God and thanking him for what he's done in the life of your child. In bringing him through the trial. In bringing that child through the situation. And so this woman was thanking God. And after she worshipped God and gave God thanks. The Bible says she took the little boy up and she went out. And I can imagine with joy. You see my friends and mothers. Maybe I want you to know the story is not final yet. See, the story is not over until God is finished doing what he's doing. And so right now you're on a journey and you're in a place where you need to know that It's not the end. You have not seen the end yet of what will happen. But you have to remain faithful. You have to remain confident. You have to remain trusting God. You have to remain believing that God is going to turn things around. He's going to change it and my child is going to come back home and my child is going to get things right and my child is going to be delivered from this demonic thing and my child is going to experience the power of God. You've got to have that confidence as this woman and keep Keep on believing and keep on declaring, it is well. It is well. I want you to tell two persons, if you're in that situation today and you need it, I want you to turn to somebody and tell them, it is going to be well. It is well. It is well. We have to learn to speak by faith. We have to learn to speak what we expect to see. You see, you can't imagine what happens after this when the father comes home. When the father comes home and he's t- in the evening, the father comes home and she says to him, well, you know, did you know about Johnny? What, he father comes home and says, how is Johnny doing? Is the headache gone? <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
1: Is your headache gone?
6: And the mother says, yes, it's gone. But you don't know what happened between the time you sent him to me. I want to tell you, you lost your son today. You what? What? Your son died. But I, I just saw him come to the door to greet me. Yeah. Because God brought him back alive. You see, when I was, you remember when I asked you to go to the man of God and I was going there? Elisha is upstairs. He's still giving God thanks for what God has done. He's still up there on his knees praising the Lord and giving him thanks for answering the prayer. Because let me tell you something our God, she says to him, is an awesome God. Is your God an awesome God today? Is your God a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think? He is an awesome God, and He will do the impossible in your life. But you have to be like that woman. She didn't panic. She didn't get nervous. She didn't start screaming. She didn't just lose herself. She was resolute in saying, God is going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know when. But He's going to make it. He's going to make a way. And somebody says he will do it again. Can I tell you this morning, the same God that you've seen work miraculous ways in your life before. The same God that you've seen brought great deliverance in people's lives. That's the same God that you serve who loves you just as much. Who cares about you just as much. Who will bring a great... He, he doesn't love you any less than he loves the Shumanite woman. And if he can bring a great deliverance in the life of that woman in her life, he can do the same for you but you and I have got to start declaring and confessing, it is well. It is well. When she was asked, what's wrong? It's well. <laughs> Can you imagine? Her world should have been falling apart. Her, the, the, the bottom dropped out of the barrel, so to speak. And yet, Jesus calm and saying it is well. You know, there were stories told of a pastor he was on a plane re- re- returning from a preaching engagement. And while he was on that plane, they, all of a sudden, the lights, the fastening seatbelt light flashed. And over the, in, over the intercom comes the voice of the, of, the, of, the, of the pilot. And he says, we are about to enter some turbulence. And that's why I have put on the, seat, the, the seat, fastened seatbelt sign. Please make sure that your seatbelts are fastened. And then, he say, then the next thing he came on, he says, I apologize that we will not be able to serve any meals today because we are about to enter some turbulence. Not very long after, there was lightning flashing and the storm broke and they, all of a sudden the plane that was steady began to move up and down like a cork on the sea. I don't know if you've ever been in a plane like that. Like that. It's going up and down and it's shaking and there were people nervous around him. And he looked around him and people were getting nervous. And as it passes through the storm, it got worse. There were people praying. There were people crying. There were people, they, nobody thought, many of them thought they would not make it. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of his eyes, he sees a little girl. And she has her feet folded under her. And she's reading a book. And she's as calm as ever. With all that is happening, nothing is troubling her. And he's, 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 he says, I cannot believe my eyes what I've seen. So he keeps watching the girl while he keeps holding on to the plane. And, and, and the things are tossing and turning. And every now and then he would know that she would close her eyes and then she would open them again. And she would start reading the book again. And she was unperturbed to all that was happening around her. And when they, they finally made it through and the plane landed, He waited around because he says, I've got to find this little girl and find out why she was able to do that. So he waited for the little girl to disembark. He found her and he says, little girl, I noticed that when the plane was in a great turbulence and everybody was frightened and worried, I noticed that you were very calm and you were reading your book. How were you able to do this? And she looked up at him and she said, sir, the pilot is my father, and he's taking me home. You see, when God is your pilot, and you know that he's in control, even though the storm of life may come, if you have confidence, can I tell you, he's going to take you home. He's going to take you home safe. He's going to land your situation safe. And so you can trust God. You can, this, this little girl had confidence. Despite the storm, despite the planned movement, despite the up and down and all that was happening, she knew daddy's in control. And she had confidence in her daddy. If she can have confidence in her daddy, I can have confidence in my daddy too. Because my daddy owns everything. My daddy's in charge of the storm. My daddy is in charge of everything. My daddy has the power to do great and awesome things. Does your daddy have the power to do that? Then give him praise if your daddy's like that this morning. Because my daddy does. And I can rest because of who my daddy is. He is in control. I got to tell you, it's not always easy to do that. I've been in one of the worst worst ones was a time I was traveling from here to New York. I've been in one where the plane starts falling out of the sky. It just starts dropping. And everything is flying up in the air. And the plane is just going, going, going. And and it's like it's not going to stop. You feel it just dropping fast. And it's just going like that. And then all of a sudden it just jerked. And the pilot was able to bring it back up. It's not a nice experience. And for a little girl to be so calm. Why? Because she trusted her father. She knew that my daddy is the pilot. And he's going to take care of me and take me home. Well, i got to tell you something. We have a father that is greater than that, Pilate. We have a father that is the greatest father ever. We have one who is in control of nature. We have one who is in control of every aspect of our lives. So it doesn't matter what you're going through this morning. Do you have confidence in your father that it you can say, it is well. Hallelujah. Can you say that this morning? Can you lift your hands and just say, it is well. It is well. And you have confidence that I know that God is going to make things well. It is well. Stand together with me this, this, this morning. There's a hymn that I wanted to sing with you. It's a, it's a little hymn and I, I, I sent it to them. I'm not sure if they saw that I sent it to them. And, but it's, 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 I'm getting the words from my phone here. Um, But it is a a nice, wonderful hymn. And uh, it speaks of what we're talking about this morning. And uh, let me call it up for you, and then this week we can sing it. It says, um, God will take care of you. Be not dismayed whatever betides. God will take care of you. Do you know that this morning? Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day, over all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. So they've given me the, 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 that's the chorus. Um, Let's see if we can start with the first, Be Not Dismayed. Be not dismayed,
7: Whatever be God God will will take take care. care of you beneath his wings of love abide God will take care of you all I want to
6: sing today. Just I want you to know is that God will take care of you. Mothers, He will. He will take care of you. He knows what you're going through right now today. He knows your circumstances. He knows your situation. And He will take care of you as you trust Him. As you lean on Him, as you depend on Him, as you rely on Him. He will take care of you. You know, someone talks about motherhood. And they talked about what motherhood is involved, what is involved. And it being a the mother, they said, it's more than having given birth to a child. It's loving and knowing a soul before you ever see it. It's carrying and caring for a life completely dependent on you for survival. It's giving air to the lungs that grew within you and sight to the eyes that will never see you as anything else but mommy. It's sleepless nights. It's nursing scratches and scrapes. It's being stern and protective. It's teaching them to talk, to walk, and to eventually run. It's learning to hand your child to a stranger and let them teach what you cannot at times. It's bracing them for a fall and dusting them off after they do. It's seeing them cry and not knowing how to fix it. So you sit on the floor and hold them and cry right along beside them. It's teaching them that they're smart, capable, funny, and giving them the security to do great things. It's building their self-esteem, supporting their dreams, and loving them unconditionally is letting them go, letting them fail and teaching them how to get back up. It's going without so they don't have to and being okay with it. Mother is a gift that is unimaginable to any woman who does not have a child in their life. It's a connection that is unmatched and insurmountable in any form or other relationship. It is a love that grows continually, a love that always wants more and better. It's being terrified that you can't prevent pain, injustice, heartbreak, and at times even death. It's laughing at jokes that aren't even funny, but the way they say it makes it hilarious. It's listening to stories that go on and on without a point. It's always being able to hear, to be available for, mommy, watch me. Mommy, I need you. And droning out the word, mommy, mommy, mommy. Repeated over and over in attempts to get your attention. Mothers carry a lot. So as we close today, I'm going to ask the mothers to just raise your hand as we pray for you specifically. That God would intervene on your behalf today. And that he would bless you in a special way. For the great work that you're doing. The work that you can never be thanked enough for. That there is only God can compensate for what you have done. So Father, we thank you today for mothers. Mothers here and mothers elsewhere. We lift them up to you today. We thank you for the great work that they do. We thank you for the lives that they impact. We thank you for the sacrifices they've made. We thank you, Lord God, for their unconditional love. We thank you that they represent you everywhere they go. We ask you, Lord, today to strengthen them, to encourage them. Remember that mother today that's struggling with some issues, family issues, children issues, challenges, oh God. May they recognize and may they be like this Shamanite woman. May they have a resolute faith and confidence that God is going to turn things around. So Lord, I commend every mother into your hands today. I ask that you'd bless their going out and their coming in. They're lying down and they're rising up. Cause them to prosper in whatever they do. I commend them to you today. For We ask it in Jesus' holy name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. A blessed Mother's Day to you as you go on outside. There is refreshments for all the ladies today. Mothers, we want you to go first. But it's for all the ladies, every lady Refreshments are for you today. Happy Mother's Day to you all.